You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 0608968960 Hound.com.au. Uptown Beach Girl races clear. Margin seven meters. Scarlet Vapors a clear second. Getting to third. Lyrical Genius then so extra. Uptown Beach Girl in front. She's got them again. She's in super form. Up goes the Beach Girl. Uptown Beach Girl winning it well. Lyrical Genius photo third. Yes, one of the more interesting runners at Albion Park. Uh, she returns from a bit of a, a break. Understand she's had two trial wins in recent times. Chris Barsby will tell us about that, but she's won 10 from 35. That's a great record, Chris. Uh, race one at Albion Park Saturday night. Good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. It's another great card on Saturday night. You can tell the carnival is building because last week we had some star power, even more star power this Saturday night. Uptown Beach Girl, best mare in Queensland, returns to racing, going around in that opening race. Leap to fame, best horse in Australia, returns to racing, goes around in race seven. Black Sedan's the track record holder. He's second up after that dominant performance last week. There's a number of other nice horses stepping out. My Alderman Byron, we've got another really good stand start race. And guess what? Robbie Morris rolls into town as well. And he's got a stack of runners spread across this meeting, which only adds to the intrigue, mm. Steve. So it's a really good card in front of us. I know you said it without hesitation now. The best horse at Australia. Well, I'm going to ask Robbie Morris because he, he he's... Been and be careful, Robbie. His horse. Uh, Robbie, <laughs> just tell me, is he the best horse in Australia? Leave the fight. Oh, I think he is. I don't think you'll go. It's going to be hard pressed to convince me that there's another one better than him. I'm sure that. See, Steve, you got to get on board, mate. I'm He's on. Number one. I'm on. Right, Robbie, you rolled into town and you've got a stack of horses that you're going to drive here on Saturday night. So, how many in total? And are you going to be a regular here on the Saturday night circuit over the next couple of uh, weeks or months? Yeah, I think um, I think I've got six drives, six or seven drives on Saturday night, and um, yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, at this stage, yeah, I'm uh, obviously Grant and Trista have sort of took over the training of a number of our horses, so um, just sort of see what my book is like in in Menangle to here, and yeah, probably more than likely I'll be here most Saturday nights definitely. Okay, so you're going to be racking up the frequent flyer points by the sound of it. I want to go through your drives because some of these horses are a little hard to sort of assess so you can fill in the blanks for us. Race two, your first drive Saturday night, Fear Cruising. We've seen this guy here previously. He's drawn the inside of the second row. Is this a good draw for him? Yeah, it's actually a really good draw for him. He um, he's been, His first up run at Newcastle back from a spell was really good. He got wide and made good ground late. Um, and then last week... Uh, Fortunately, a fortnight ago at Newcastle, he threw a plate um, and trod on it as the gate went. So um, he's been he's been probably a little bit stiff in that regard, but drawing drawn that gate is going to be ideal for him. Okay. And you do follow out a last start winner, a horse that went exceptionally well in Little Bolt. So over the mile at Albion Park on a Saturday night, fence is a good spot to be, and I'm sure you're fully aware of that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Dan Fernando in race number four. He's having his first Albion Park start. Uh, his form reads okay on paper. Uh, how do you assess this guy? It's always hard to sort of match him up, how they've been racing to sort of down at home to how they're going to handle these sort of races. But he's um, he's been really good of late. He's run a couple of really good miles. I think he sat parked in 53 at Newcastle there and ran third two or three runs ago. So 
probably been a little bit stiff. He's been drawing a bit ordinary and having to do a bit of work, but um, his form in, in Sydney's been really good, and, and they tell me that he's travelled and settled in really good as well, so I'd expect him to run a forward race as well. Okay, so gate six, uh, early sort of thoughts on that. Do you press forward or you just sort of have a look early and see how it plays out? I'll just probably have a look early. Like I said, he can do a little bit of work if he has to. Um, he's a bit of a versatile fellow like that, so we'll just sort of see how the gate goes underneath us. All right. In race number five on Saturday night, Ailsum steps out. She's got to overcome gate seven. Not ideal, but her form looks okay. Yeah, she's. Um, I think she went second in a metro race at Menangle two starts ago. Um, she likes to race tough. She likes to race hard. Uh, I think she really suits the, the style of racing here. Just the draws a bit of a hurdle, but um, she's um, been told she settled in really good as well. So yeah, the, the gate's sticky, but um, she'll she'll be up there and she'll be throwing punches from the get go, and she she sticks like glue. Okay, two, you have two major rivals here. Well, on paper, look to be magical Mayor and always be me. They've both got second row draws, so. Although you're drawn out, do you sort of want to maintain that early advantage and stay in front of them? Probably got to stay in front of them. Yeah, like I said, it won't phase me if she has to sit park. Um, she sort of races a bit better that way. I don't think she really likes to come wide. Um, she races better up, up, up racing strong and on the pace. So we'll drive her that way. But she's, um, yeah, really happy with her. All right. One of the key runners for you on Saturday night is Port Our Prince, who goes around in race six. This is a stand start race. He was the Renshaw Cup winner three runs ago. He's been an awesome buy for your connection since coming over from New Zealand. He's done a really good job. Yeah, he's been... Um, yeah, you'd like all of them to come from New Zealand and do the job he's done, that's for sure. He's been super impressive. Um, yeah, from the stand, he, he actually, when I went through his New Zealand form, he hasn't had a lot of stands, which is surprising for a Kiwi, but we did step in with Pete Sensor a couple of weeks ago and he stepped really fast. Um, and obviously, being a Kiwi, he's been taught to stand. He just hasn't raced in a hell of a lot of them. But he's had a number of trials in him. He had a good trial the other day from the strands. And obviously, the 2,100 20, metres and the 20-metre handi- handicap's always a hurdle. But um, if he can step clean and get on a good helmet and get on a bit of live cover, um, yeah, he, he enjoys he enjoys his racing and he, he's going really good. Yeah, he, he was very good winning in Shaw Cup. He had to do some work there. He caught some pressure, rated fast time. Uh, he was then a runner-up behind Can't Find a Better Man who's low-flying and speak the truth. You ran into him last time out. Those form lines are outstanding. Yeah, well, look, speak the truth. He looks like a serious horse. He, um, that was a muddy night that, that day at Menangle, and um, we got out of the gate in 25-9. and went a 51-mile, I think, and I think on the night, nothing went close to 53 the way the track was playing. Probably a little bit stiff. I'm not going to sit here and say he would have won if he got out, but I didn't get a hell of a lot of room late. Um, which probably cost me second or third. I'm not going to sit here and say I was going to beat Sabik the trick, but um, probably could have finished a little bit closer. And he's second to can't find a man to man. Well, I think I think you'll see he'll be a grand circuit horse in another six months' time. So, yeah, his form line's really good. Okay. Given that, that he's starting in this stand start, are you sort of eyeing off the flashing red, which is only weeks away, and then more so the Reckless Cup? Uh, that's probably about a month or five weeks away. So are they a couple of obvious targets for, for Port Our Prince? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've been. He's seen he's up here with um, with Grant and Trister. I think it's important to get him qualified from the stand. He'll probably go this week in the stand, obviously, and then uh, they might swap roles. Him and Pete said so. Next week, one will go to the first for all, and one will go back to the stand um, because I, I think there's conditions on that Redcliffe stand and start race that they must have a stand and start their last eight or nine months. I think something like that. So um, yeah, definitely, yeah. they're both. 
you know, if he got the front, you know, he's probably not going to get the front with his Renshaw Cup, but if, if he steps quick and um, he lobbed in front around a small truck like Redcliffe, you saw what he done at, at Penrith, um, he'll be hard-pressed to be chasing him. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll watch with interest there. Uh, race 7, you've picked up the drive here for Donnie and Maureen Smith on Mac Daddy. This is the race that features Leave to Fame and your old mate Tim's a trooper. You couldn't squeeze onto Tim's a trooper? Did me best too, but they, they put me straight back <laughs> in the spot. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be a hard race, but um, yeah, Donnie's always been really good. I've known Donnie since he first started coming up here and stayed at Redford for a couple of times, so it's always good for them guys to support you and throw you a drive, but um, We'll have our work cut out for us with Leap of Fame and Tim's a trooper, and there's a couple of other handy ones in there as well. So we've got a good draw, so we'll try and make the most of it and see where we end up. Okay, race eight on Saturday night, another mare's race. Oh, Daddy is your drive. She's drawn gate 10 outside of the second row. Robbie, by far and away, she's the class mare of this field. Yeah, she's um, it's probably the only one on, on draws. She can come from anywhere. It doesn't bother her, but she's got awesome gate speed, and she can run a, a really strong mile. Um, would have loved to have seen her drawn one to seven and just open her up, but uh, from barrier ten we might not be able to do that unless I try and open Dawson. He loves trying to split them from the second row. So no, look, she's she's really good. Um, she, her form line's exceptional. She's been running some really good numbers at Menangle from back in the field. Um, we'll just have to hope there's probably a bit of genuine speed from there, and if we can get a good card into it, she'll um, she'll be hitting the line really strong. Okay, she's got a PB of 54.3 in time and given the right conditions up here. Is she capable of lowering that mark? <coughs> well, that, that 54 and 3 was at Penrith. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see if she got on the front row, front line and got to the rail, I, I think she'd push short of 52 and a half for sure, yeah. Okay, the free for all to race nine. This is going to be a good race. Pete said so. Draws gate two. Were you happy with gate two? Yeah, look, you're always happy with gate two, especially when it's random barrage or you've got. The likes of sort of Mac Da Vinci's and, and Black Dance and, and Governor Juju and those sort of horses all around you. So he's been racing great, Pete. He's, um, you know, Barry too is a really good draw for him and he seems really happy. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Okay. The fact that you're inside of Mac Da Vinci and Black Dance, that's a, a good start. Yeah, definitely. You know, and we all know Black Dance is a, what an awesome horse he is. He's just been outstanding. So, um, yeah, look, we've got, we've got really good gate speed. Um, you know, I'd love to see him sort of, leader behind leader or something like that. I think that would give him a really good trip and he'd run a really good race from there. Okay, so he'll aim towards those other features that I mentioned, the flashing red record cup? Yeah, he's, his main goal and all his whole intentions have been here are those races, of course, and then the bigger ones. You know, he's obviously made an Inter-Dominion final um, in the last six months, so we'll keep aiming for them big races. And later on in the carnival, when the big checks come out, I'm sure he, um, look, he's not going to start favouring them, but... Those big, the bigger the races and the harder they go, the more he loves it. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to hopefully getting some big races under his belt here in the Brisbane Carnival. All right. Final race on Saturday night, the trot. Uh, Phoebe Onyx draws gate one. What are the expectations here? Yeah, he's um, he's two, three runs back from a spell have all been good. Um, probably a little bit sort of flat the other day at Menangle. It was very muddy, wet conditions, and he got back and just couldn't really get home. But... Barrier one, he's going to be handy. He's a beautiful trotter. Um, he can lead. He can sit. He's just um, he's just a true gentleman. So we're looking forward to him putting his right foot forward as well. Okay, a couple of good drives there on Saturday night, by the sound of it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know, I'm always you know, lucky enough to to have nice enough horses around me. And under the circumstances, it was a little bit quiet at home. So um, yeah, can't thank Grant and Trista enough for allowing me to 
come up here and, and jump on the, the ones from home. Okay. Are you going to keep turning over horses in the next couple of weeks? Is there more to come? Uh, yeah, there's a um, there's more to come. There's a there's a kiwi that we've uh, bought from New Zealand called Neptune. Um, he's going to come this way for the derbies and things like that. Um, so yeah, there'll be one or two or two or three more sort of come float up and back, and a couple of kiwis that are landed in the next couple of weeks. So we'll just sort of see where they where they head after that. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned Neptune because I wanted to ask about him. Lincoln Farms had him, Ray Green, and. He's quite a well-credentialed horse, beautifully bred by Better's Delight out of Sephedra. So he's a horse that you're obviously looking at the derby with. Yeah, definitely. He's sort of that typical Kiwi that's always raced the strongest com- competition in New Zealand, especially in Auckland at the moment. They're racing, not a lot of racing in Auckland, but geez, it's strong. Um, you know, those horses don't come cheap, and, and I'm really lucky that I've got some great great clients that supported us to, ju- to jump in him. So... Um, yeah, really looking forward to him landing and um, yeah, aiming up for the sort of Redcliffe Derby and Queensland Derby and, and see where he falls. All right. Well, good to see you here on the weekend. You've got to shave that loogie and uh, hopefully you'll be uh, ready to go for Saturday night and onwards. No worries. Thank you. There's Robbie Morris joining us. So a uh, strong book of drive and it's only going to get stronger over the coming weeks, no doubt about it, with the carnival just around the corner. And we keep seeing... So many stars step out each and every week, and this Saturday night is no different. So there's a lot to look forward to. Robbie Morris in town on Saturday night. I'm intrigued to stand start race. As I keep mentioning, the flashing red only weeks away. That comes up in the first weekend of June. The Redcliffe Cup soon follows. I think that's about two weeks after the flashing red. So these start races, all important. And it's another really good stand start race on Saturday night. One horse that I'm keen to find out a little bit more about this morning is Make Mine Memphis. For mine, he is low-flying, this guy. He's trained by Gemma Hewitt, and Gemma's been kind enough to join us online this morning. Gemma, appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Is he in career-best form, in your opinion? I think he is, yeah. I think his last um, start where he sat parked and, and ran second hot and treacherous was probably nearly one of his best ever runs, I think. Yeah, he just seems like he's just absolutely in the zone right now. He, he's doing work in his races and, and he's finishing off his races and the time just back it up. So he is just absolutely in uh, in peak form right now. Yeah, he is. He's hit a real purple patch and it's come at the right time, I think, yeah. That last start second came behind Hot and Treacherous, who's very well regarded, so really good form. But the start two starts ago when he proved successful... He was awesome. He did all the work in that race and he probably had no right to win, but he put them away. So that was very impressive. Yeah, it was sort of when, when Brendan hit the front turning for home, I thought, oh God, don't go too soon on him because we all know what he's like. But um, he just pulled away from him that night and yeah, he's um, he's really hit a nice patch of form. Was that the pleasing part for you, the fact that he was able to put them away? Because as you mentioned, and we can all make <laughs> make my Memphis for being a, a little bit of a, a gunner, but um, he was dominant that night. So was that the best part? Yeah, I think it was. It was nice to see him actually just run away from him and want to win the race, you know. He's obviously had all his, a lot of problems throughout his career that probably still affect him to this day as to why, you know, he um, has a little bit of trouble winning races, I think mentally more than anything. But um, yeah, it was really nice to see him just have a, a change of mind that night and he just wanted to win. What are some of the things you've done with him or tweaked, Gemma, given that's the case? I don't know. I think I just I've backed off his work here a lot at home, and it's helping him a lot. But um, obviously he's had breathing operations throughout his life, so um, I think that's 
it's obviously played a big part through his career and, and mainly now just mentally. Okay. What about the stand start? He's had three stand starts previously. He's yet to hit the board, but are you confident that he can handle the stand start and get away quickly? Yeah, obviously this weekend will be a bit of trial and error. He hasn't had a trial this year in and he hasn't had a stand start since Redcliffe last year. But, you know, the way he's going, um, I've got no doubt in his ability. So um, I think it's time to throw him in the stands and start getting him ready for the races at Redcliffe. Okay, so that being said, if he does perform like you expect you on Saturday night, you'll look at races like the Flashing Red and obviously the Redcliffe Cup again? Yeah, I think that's the plan, Chris. I think he's he's really stepped up his performance lately, as we said, and I think he's earned his spot to have a try in those races anyway. Okay. He, he's now seven. His form is so consistent. Has, has there been any interest from America or given those issues that he's had over his uh, career that's sort of just, you know, kept it on the, on the back burner? I think his issues have probably kept it on the back burner. Um, yeah, but... I don't think his owners would ever really want to sell him to America anyway. And, and then now his age doesn't play a great um, yeah. role in that either. So a, a combination of factors, but I don't think that he ever would have been let go to the States anyway. Yeah, fair enough. He's beautifully bred by rock and roll heaven out of that former star mare, Make Mine Cullen. So he's got everything in his face. And he's a lovely, big, strong-looking horse, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's a bit of a stable favourite, I know. Um, he was even a favourite of my dad's. Um, he loves him to bits, and he left him up here with me last year. But, yeah, he's, he's definitely one that we've never wanted to let go of. Okay. Well, best of luck there on Saturday night. Just with the rest of the team, how many are you currently working? Uh, there's 11 here at the moment in work. Okay. Is there a little power there, or how, how are we trending in that way? Um, there's probably... Um, not a great deal of power at this stage. There's a couple of babies in work, and... And a couple of midweek horses, but um, probably my star mare, Carla Jane. Um, she's on her way back up, and she's another mare that I'll be aiming towards the carnival. I think um, she really stepped it up last, you know, season with her performance, and I've given her a nice little spell now, and she's working up really nicely. And um, so I'm looking forward to getting her back to the track. And then, yeah, obviously um, there'll be a few of dads coming up in in the coming weeks as well. Okay. Um, will he be based with you or is he going to be based with the rest of the crew down at the Tweed? <laughs> um, I, I won't be able to get him away from the Tweed. They they love it <laughs> down there. They've got their little congregation where they they all go down there and stay at Cura for a couple of months of the year. And I think it all does them well and it does my dad really well. And um, just a nice break. You know, they stay down on the beach for a couple of months. But for the time being, um, a couple of his will come to me until he comes up in July, obviously. Okay. It, it, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Do you want to stay in Bathurst during the winter or be on uh, on, on Kira Beach for a, a couple of months? Don't have to think <laughs> twice about that one. <laughs> yeah, they love it. And I, I think it does does Dad really well, like especially not only his mind, but his body as well, you know. Um, yeah, I think the, the break does them well every year and, and they love it down there. Okay, so Jewel Melody, she's obviously going to be set for the Queensland Oaks and, and the triad after that. Uh, she's obviously one. And, and Rip, uh, I mentioned recently, he's undergone some surgery and uh, he, he's just obviously going to be out of action for a, a little while. Yeah, he had an operation about a fortnight ago um, just before the APG final in Sydney. So 
Um, the operation was successful and it was a really good outcome and they think that he'll only be sidelined for about a month but obviously that'll put him out of the Queensland Carnival this year and he'll just stay at home and aim towards the Eureka later in the year. That's got to be frustrating because he's blessed with so much ability, that horse, but it hasn't been smooth sailing, has it? No, you know, the owners are actually blessed that he's even at the race. As, a, as an early two-year-old, he um, had a paddock injury and he severed his tendon um, with his shoe. So, you know, we we're lucky that horse ever made it to the races at all. We knew how much ability he had. But, yeah, unfortunately, he's had another little setback now. But um, fingers crossed it, it won't be a major one. All right. Well, good news there that uh, Bernie's sending a few up. You'll be in charge of them. Best of luck with Make My Memphis on Saturday night. As I said, I think he's in career best form. And I think if he gets away clean, he'll give that race a good shake. So best of luck. Appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks, Chris. In a corner, Make Mine Memphis races alongside of Deus Ex. Deeper lyrical genius Targaryen goes to the inside. Hot and treacherous. Still can't get clear. Warfare down the outside. Make Mine Memphis in front. Big and bold, Make Mine Memphis, and it's a crush. Make Mine Memphis beating Warfare. He ran a bot. Nice to hear from Gemma this morning, Chris. Well, Matty Young's about to join us, and this is a $50,000 race. I noticed there's two scratchings at uh, Gloucester Park tomorrow night, but nevertheless, you know, wonderful to fly, of course, for Matty's brother Shane, Tricky Mickey, and also Good Fella as well, or Good Fellas. And Matty Young joins us now. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. Probably couldn't morning, have gone any, any better last week, wonderful to fly, given the draw. No, she's gone good. And uh, look, I think um, Shane elected to drive her with a sip, which is how he wants to drive her going forward. So she's going to run into races like that where uh, it just becomes near on impossible to come from the tail of the field and win. And it was sort of one of those rare races where uh, there was not a great deal of pressure in it. And when she went to take off, everyone wanted to go, come out underneath her. So she was about eight deep on the home turn and still finished the race off really well. So uh, she's done a... She's done a really good job to finish in third, and I think um, she wouldn't have lost any admirers after that run. So who's going to start favourite? Just the four runners, as Steve outlined with those scratchings. So who do you think will start favourite? Oh, I think she'll start a pretty firm favourite. She's got good speed, so I'm, I'm not expecting her to get crossed at the start. Um, yeah, Tricky Mickey hasn't got the speed to cross her uh, and noted in two would probably be happy to, to jump straight to her back and good fellas can get keen. So I'm, I'm thinking that um, he's most likely to... I don't think anyone wants to sit outside her. So unless they can um, get her at the start, they're probably not going to beat her. She's very good and over the mile, she should be able to lead and win. Okay. Given that she's up against the boys, uh, will this fill Shane with confidence if she can get the, the victory tomorrow night, knowing that she's been able to conquer the boys? Would that would that help entice his decision about heading east with Wonderful to fly? I'd imagine so. I think um, he's pretty confident that uh, she can handle uh, handle herself against the boys. So um, I think I think he he would be pretty happy um, either way. Uh, I, She's nearly, he's very confident that uh, there's not many horses that can beat her if she led in a race, especially over here in WA. So um, I think she comes into this race and I think there's a great deal of confidence. All right. Well, that's race seven tomorrow night. The following race, race number eight, there's going to be so many eyes glued to monitors around the country watching this horse uh, return to racing. Shockwave. Can he win first up? 
Yeah, look, I think he can. Uh, look, Hampton Banner's got uh, a beautiful draw and over the distance is probably going to lead seeing Real to his back armour Einstein. It's going to be steady, steady going, I think. Um, Shockwave's going to get into the race cheaply at some stage and then it's just whether he's uh, capable of being able to return and show uh, the heart that we know he has. But uh, I think it's a two-horse race, personally, between the one and the five. But I just, I'm going with Shockwave just on his class. Okay. Tell you what, Aiden DeCampo's in a good spot right now. He's got Magnificent Storm and he's booked to drive Shockwave tomorrow night. Not a bad pair of horses to be uh, the regular reinsman for. Yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah. Things are things have turned the corner nicely for Aiden. He's got some really nice two-year-olds coming through as well. So uh, yeah, and a couple of nice horses coming back. So the team's starting to lift, and uh, those drives to have uh, nominations on them is uh, a pretty good thing going forward. Uh, I don't know whether I want to be in his shoes when he'd have to make a decision and choose, um, but uh, I guess that's his problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, tell me this, and I'm sure Steve would be interested in this. Would I be right in saying that Gary Hall Senior has been really quiet in the last, say, month, two months? Yeah, I don't think Senior's got as many horses as uh, he has had in previous years. I think that the team numbers have just dropped down a little bit. And, yeah, I think... Um, I think there's a, a lot of babies coming through, a lot of like three-year-olds, and he's got those um, high-priced imports that will be making their way to the track pretty soon. So there are a few that are waiting in the wings, but, um, yeah, I think uh, he's definitely down on what we normally see uh, this time of year or any time of year with senior. Yeah. It will, obviously, Diego, Jumping Jack Mac, have just had a let-up following the Nullarbor. Um, there's a couple of very interesting horses, Um Mr. Smarty's one. You're so fine we haven't seen for a long time. I'm the Black Flash. I'm not sure where's he at. He might need to have a, a little operation by the look of it. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And there's a few other younger ones there, like you mentioned. So when he's back, uh, he'll probably come back with a bang. Yeah, exactly right. There's, uh, there might not be as many horses in the stable, but uh, the talent that he has, and of course with his free-for-allers, they've all raced up until the Nullarbor, so they're having a decent break, and you'll probably see them bounce back into the into the spring. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of uh, talent there. It's uh, just quality over quantity, it seems, these days. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got 12 races, massive program tomorrow night at GP. What is your best bet? Yeah, look, uh, there's a lot of races that I'm, I'm reasonably keen on, um, but they all look pretty straightforward. Uh, a lot of horses have drawn one tomorrow that look potentially like they're going to win the race. So um, I think you could play a lot of the races just with barrier one and go pretty close to winning on the night. But I'm going to tip a bit of value in race number two. I think it's the most open race of the night, and... For me, that always entices me. I really like the performance of Nullarbor Navajo finished fourth last time out behind uh, in that race behind taking the mickey and sprinted home well, working underneath a wonderful to fly. So that was first up in a little while. It's a nice trailing draw. It's going to get into a pretty good position. So I was happy to be with Nullarbor Navajo. Looks like there's going to be some speed in the race. So each way, race two, number 11, Nullarbor Navajo is my best of the night. Are you calling Wagen? Yes, I am. You are? I see Hayden yeah. Reeves has thrown the kitchen sink at that meeting. Got a heap of runners there. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of horses, and that that is a stable with uh, a quantity over quality. 
Okay. Is there a winner there? I can waiting? say that. I can say that because I was best man at his wedding. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> I thought, geez, we'll be taken off the air next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he happily admits it. No, Hayden's got a very interesting uh, uh, concept on how he goes, a uh, business model. Uh, he he gets all the horses that no one wants, and most of those uh, maidens that are three, four year olds that haven't done anything, and then he puts them through his system and takes them to the out-of-country tracks. And then um, he's had some really good success in doing that over the years. So, um, yeah, he's he's done a really good job. And we see him just... Anytime someone wants to move a horse on around here, they always go to uh, Hayden Reefs. All right, okay. he's got well, some slow ones in the last anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got where, plenty where of slow Wajin? ones. Wajin is uh, from Pinjarrets. Um Two and a half hours, uh, sort of, yeah, down down south, southwest, or maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. It's in the Great Southern, is what we call it. So, um, it's it's on the way to Albany. It's just past Narragin. It's bloody cold, and I'm expecting it's going to be very cold there tomorrow night. And yeah, it's a it's a good track, good competitive racing. Enjoy, I enjoy going there, and I enjoy the competitiveness of the racing. So. I'm looking forward to going there. But, yeah, it's about two and a half hours from Pinjarra, so I think it's about three and a half from from Perth. There's a big sheep there, isn't there? Yes, there is, the big ram, mm. which you can see in the back straight. They've actually lopped a few trees, so you can actually see it on Sky Channel um, uh, through the through where the trees used to be. Well, we'll be looking for the ram now tomorrow night. Yeah, so. boots for you. <laughs> What was that? Ugg boots. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've got the the window's a bit dirty in the commentary box, so I actually have to take it out. So um yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be reasonably chilly up the top. I can feel that already. All right. Well that's waging tomorrow night. Your best bet of GP though for those that are wondering. Race two, number eleven, Nullarbor Navajo. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. Cheer on wonderful to fly tomorrow night. We'll talk next week. Cheers, guys.